Okay, so, this is my first episode. I was in a narcissistic abuse relationship for about 12 years, um, give or take, maybe less than that, actually, um, but right around 12 years. Um, my goal of this is to hopefully help others, um, to hopefully um, add a little bit of insight. Um, some of it is kind of driven by having a male perspective of a female narcissist. Um, kind of my, my past, the reasons for staying so long, um, the present, the future. Um, I am in a situation where I have two children with my narcissist. Um, and, uh, so I can't really fully go as recommended, um, to full contact or no contact. Um, but, um, you know, it's kind of a little bit of my journey and a little bit educational, um, hopefully hearing some of my stories, um, can kind of help some of those relate to the covert narcissist that might be in our life, um, or narcissist in general, um, male, female, um, they all share similar traits. Some of them seem to be more specific to certain genders than others. Um, but they all kind of, you know, overlap with each other per se. Um, so, I mean, as far as getting into my story, um, I would like to do that. Um, I would also like to go over the, the traits of, um, narcissism. Um, I know many of us that, you know, have been in abusive relationships and have been seeking answers and looking for things. Um, already know this, but, uh, you know, this, this first episode, I believe should be more, um, you know, of an understanding, giving an understanding to those that might not even realize that they're in a narcissistic relationship until now. Um, I found myself there and it was pretty eye opening. Um, all I knew of at the time, um, Narcissism didn't seem to be as mainstream as it is now. Um, you know, when I thought about narcissist, I thought of, you know, vain, vanity, um, arrogant. Um, and so my therapist um, actually was the one that suggested to me, do you think you might be in a relationship with a narcissist? Um, and I was like, no, no, absolutely not. Um, she's not she's not this, she's not that, like, you know, um, because she's covert, she's crafty, she's clever, she's manipulative, um, she's not as, um, outgoing and, and, um, openly arrogant, um, she hides herself in sheep's clothing, uh, very well, um, so with that being said, um, yeah, I didn't really look into it. He gave me a couple books to read. Um, I read the books 
Um, and it was, it was, uh, insane <laughs> to say the least. I was like, holy cow. Um, am I really seeing this? Am I really, you know, how did I not see this? How did I not see that? Um, so yeah, this, this is kind of, uh, my journey with that. So before we get into that, um, and my journey, my story, um, all the different things that, that come with that, um, I mean, I feel like sometimes I have to just kind of unload everything all at once, um, which if you've been abused by a narcissist, you can kind of relate. Um, you don't have a lot of outlets. You don't have a lot of comfortability uh, with speaking with people um, openly about it because sometimes it seems so crazy um, especially when they know this person on a certain level it's kind of like what <laughs> you know um, I don't even understand or believe what you're saying it's it, that that's your fear um, when in reality a lot of times when you start to open up to people that you can trust um, they say oh yeah I see that oh yeah I've always thought this I thought that um, I don't understand how you've stayed in it this long or how, how you haven't noticed it before. And, you know, I thought you knew this. Um, and then you, you'll find yourself having a larger support system than what you, you initially thought. Um, but, um, yeah, some of, some of the symptoms here that, that, um, I've kind of gotten off, uh, websites, kind of jotted notes and everything else, um, First big one is having an exaggerated sense of self-importance, self-worth. Um, that's a pretty common characteristic. Everyone, they're they're very they're very flaunty. They they like to put themselves on a pedestal. Um, you know, peacock, basically. Um, big feathers. Look at me. Um, having a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Um, that's something you would definitely notice. Um, if you found yourself in a relationship on any level with a narcissist is they, um, they feel they deserve everything. Um, and if you are not praising them, um, you will feel the wrath in one way or another. Um, expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it oh man uh there's so many of these i could just kind of uh tell stories about every single bullet point here that would kind of give examples of of those things but i'll i'll save that uh for now um next is uh exaggerate achievements and talents um the Next one is be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. Um, you'll definitely notice that about narcissists. They have a hard time getting along with coworkers. Um, they think they're above their coworkers. Um, if they can even hold down a job, um, they do not work well with others. Um, they typically are very good at... Um, you know, keeping small groups of friends and those groups of friends change. Um, once people start to kind of figure out who they are, they're, they're, they're ever changing, um, to kind of stay ahead of, um, stay ahead of, of 
basically getting caught for who they actually are. Um, and yeah. Um, let's see. Believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. Um, so a lot of times they like to surround themselves with who they want to be. Um, again, it all kind of ties back the exaggerated sense of self-importance, um, you know, grandiose personality. Um, they like to present themselves in a certain way for admiration. You know, they all kind of, all these, all these things, you know, all these different symptoms just kind of feed off of each other and that need, that desire, that bottomless pit of um, just needing, needing, needing everything from everyone else, draining your life force, trying to support them while they're just growing stronger, or at least give the appearance of growing stronger, but it never satisfies. Um, <clears throat> monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior. Um, that would be a common thing with a narcissist. You know, you go to a wedding, you go to, you know, an event of some sort with friends, small group of friends, large group of friends, um, you know, and then on the side, like, oh my God, why am I here? Oh my God, did you see what he's wearing? Did you see what she's wearing? Oh my God, why are they together as a couple? But, you know, just these constant little things to belittle other people, possibly that they feel intimidated by, possibly just to put themselves on a, on a, on a higher level. Um, whatever the reason is, um, it's all by design to make themselves look better by bringing everybody down. Um, expecting special favors and unquestioning compliance with their expectations. Um, you know, that's something that they uh, are good at wanting, needing, needing, needing. Um, again, draining you, asking for things, needing you to do this, needing you to do that. Um, and then if you don't comply or you don't have the means to comply, um, there will be an explosion. Um, there will be an argument. There will be um, yelling, screaming, belittling, um, demeaning, um, taking advantage of others to get what they want. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, you can even see on a very large scale with, with many of these narcissists. It seems like, uh, you know, after doing some research, it seems like most CEOs of most companies, um, display symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder, mainly because they don't mind, they don't care, they will do whatever they have to do to get to the top, um, have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others, um, just an overall lack of empathy, essentially, um, you know, they, they're really good at, at pretending, um, and they can put on a show and really act like they're understanding. Um, but when it really comes down to it, their needs will be first. Um, and they will pretend to care about your needs as long as it doesn't interfere with their needs because they don't 
actually give a shit about what you're feeling. Um, they really care that you're there for them and that you will do whatever it takes to make them happy. Um, your happiness is secondary. Um, the next one is be envious of others and believe others envy them. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, there's a constant need. Um, there's a constant need to be envied by others and they find people that they see as superior and they try to, you know, mold their lives. Uh, a lot of narcissists are, are, are ever changing, they're changing on their, you know, perception of the way the world sees them by changing their style, changing their hair, changing, you know, they're always up with the times, their current, current events, their, their, whatever it might be, they're jumping on that bandwagon. They're trying to be, um, you know, someone that pushes, pushes through a paving the path for others when realistically they're, they're kind of, you know, just regurgitating what they have, um, seen or idolized. Um, trying to find that person that they want to be, um, but never actually being that person because they don't really know who they are themselves. They only know what they want to be perceived as. Um, and that leads to, you know, being envious of others, which kind of just leaves them unwhole. Um, behave in an arrogant or haughty manner coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of those things that is kind of uh, very much in an overt narcissist. Um, and that was one of those bullet points that kind of tripped me up. Um, but that is, is, is definitely behind closed doors how the covert narcissist um, does things. Um, but it's tricky because you don't recognize it as being boastful or pretentious or arrogant when it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation or just with a couple close friends. Um, you know, you think it's just like, you know, the inner circle of, of, you know, people having these conversations because the overt, the, the overt narcissist will be arrogant and obnoxious and conceited and boastful and pretentious, you know, in public, um, and make a spectacle of these things. Um, insist on having the best of everything. Um, you know, for instance, the best car or office or, um, you know, business, um, clothes, um, you know, family, um, just lifestyle, um, you know, whatever it is, they, they deserve the best. Again, tying back to that sense of entitlement, they want to be the best, um, in every aspect. And if they have to settle for anything, if they can't have the most expensive car, they have to settle for a less expensive car or model or a couple years older than they wanted, um, you know, they're, they're just embarrassed, you know, they're, the world is falling apart. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a big slap of reality sometimes for these narcissists that send them into narcissistic fits of rage. 
Um, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's some of the bullet points that I was able to pull up. Um, there probably could be some other ones that I could find that might even be, um, better worded, but, um, for the time being, I'm still, um, still navigating through this myself. Um, and I mean, if you are in a relationship with somebody that's displaying these symptoms, um, I would want to make it very clear. This is something that I didn't know. Um, and it's so damn hard. Um, not calling a narcissist a narcissist. Um, if they're called out for having a personality disorder, um, they have a really hard time with accepting criticism. Um, they can get angry. They can get, um, you know, impatient. They can, um, deflect those feelings, um, or those, you know, personality traits onto you. Um, you know, the second they find out that you think that they're a narcissist, this is what a narcissist is going to do. They're going to go, they're going to research, they're going to read, they're going to find out all the symptoms, all the signs, um, and then they're going to find a way that that's what the person that accused them of it is. Um, you know, that's what they do. Um, so I would tread lightly calling a narcissist a narcissist. If you're still in a relationship with a narcissist, this is something I learned the hard way. I started doing research on um, what can I do? What can I do to to get, to make this work? Um, narcissists are very good at finding people that are empathetic, um, that um, have big hearts, that are very relaxed, that are very understanding, um, and really exposing them um, and really making them feel um, inferior. Um, and you know, that it, it's kind of the perfect storm for, um, these two types of personalities to get together. Um, and it's hard. So, so when you start to recognize that this is what's happening, um, something that I learned is there's, there's no fixing it. There's no fixing it. I've read books. I read books. I read books. I read books. <laughs> Everything I read said, get out. Essentially, bottom line is get out. There's, there's no way. There's, there's no way you're going to be able to make it work unless you want to live a miserable life. Um, you know, because the narcissist will never change. The narcissist will um, do different tactics to make you feel like they're changing. Um, when they feel that you might be pulling away, they'll be able to, um, what we call, you know, what I've heard many times, Hoover, um, Hoover you back in, um, start to shower you with praise and compliments, um, fake apologies, um, you know, really kind of put on the charm because narcissists can be very charming, um, very much like a Venus flytrap. Uh, there's so many different examples, so many different, uh, comparisons, you know, to make, um, with people like this. Um, but, um, I think part of, of my journey and wanting to start to get into the, the meat of, of who I am and what I've gone through, um, is kind of laying out a little bit of what narcissists are. And if you are looking for help in this journey, 
um, you know, if you are um, confused. I know with, with men um, especially, um, it can be extremely difficult um, to, A, men just on a societal level, we don't really talk about our emotions. You know, we have um, angry <laughs> and happy. And then all the emotions in between um, kind of get lost in translation a lot of times, um, depending on where you're from, how you grew up. But I mean, just as a culture, as a society, like, you know, men are, men are taught to um, swallow their feelings at an early age. Um, and so when you're dealing with a narcissistic female, it can be very difficult to admit it because of pride, because of whatever, um, you know, whatever the reason might be, um, or to just even admit that you're hurting, you know, that you have been hurt, that you've been abused, you know, if you've been physically assaulted, um, it can be very difficult to come out and, and talk about that, um, I know this journey has helped me grow immensely. Um, you know, I mean, as much pain and suffering as I've gone through, through this relationship, um, it has opened my eyes up to a, who I don't want to affiliate with. Um, I mean, I can spot a narcissist pretty damn quick, um, and know where to avoid, um, and who to avoid, whether it be at work, um, personal friendships, relationships. Um, so, um, yeah, I, 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 the point is, um, I'm hoping that by explaining and, um, speaking about my journey on following episodes that it can help um, with, with anyone that either a, you just want to hear a good story. Um, you know, you're already out of the relationship that you were in before. Um, sorry about that. My phone, uh, started ringing. Yeah. So if you want to just kind of follow along with my, story. I am going to be kind of going back and forth between, you know, bullet points of narcissistic abuse, um, different things and how it correlated to events in my life. I'm also going to kind of start at the beginning of where it all started for me, um, where it went wrong, when I recognized it, and everything in between. I am still going through it. I'm about, you know, $7,000 into lawyer fees at the moment. I'm getting to a point where I just signed the paperwork for the affidavit to go to court. Uh, been out of the relationship for uh, probably three years now or um, I'm still healing. There's a lot of PTSD associated with living with a narcissist for as long as you did. Anybody, uh, it could be two months. It could be, you know, 20 years. The 
the pain is is uh, something that carries with you for a while, and it can affect other relationships if you don't recognize what's happening. I catch myself a lot. I am in a relationship now, and it seems to be very loving and happy and real. And it's amazing how good relationships can be if you're with somebody that's, you know, normal. (laughs) Relationships can be very fulfilling. So I want to also say one more thing. I am definitely not a licensed psychologist by any stretch. I'm just a guy that's lived it on a personal level and upon doing a lot of research about narcissists um, although most of them you know kind of state that they are both traits of guys and girls I have noticed that most of the the stories uh, or the people that I follow or that I listen to on on podcasts or read about or are, are typically females that come out and talk about this stuff um, for the most part, not as many, there's not as many male voices out there that discuss these things, um, that happen with them. So I kind of wanted to just give my story and maybe, you know, just put out a beacon of hope for those, uh, that are afraid, that are nervous, that feel stuck, that have a certain almost desperation uh, that they don't know what to do with their female narcissist. I think even this can go for friendships too, though. You know, uh, I feel like female narcissists can be very uh, manipulative and they can hit on an emotional level in a different way than a male narcissist. And I feel like if you're in a relationship as as a female with a, another female narcissist as a friend, um, this can be something that could also, you might be able to pick out bits and pieces of it and say, holy crap, you know, I, I didn't even realize that. Uh, now I know that I'm not alone. I think when you're finding yourself vulnerable, It's very difficult to want to speak about these things because you feel like you're the only one. We're not on our own island. As much as the narcissist likes to isolate you and try to put you on your own island and make you feel um, like your feelings are not legitimate, that you're crazy, that you're just, you know, blowing things out of proportion, whatever it might be. You're not. You're definitely not. And I think the more I read, the more I listened, the more I heard, the more voices that got out there and spoke about these things, I started to realize I'm not alone. And I am strong. And I can do this. The easy path would have been to stay married, stay in the relationship, and just take the abuse. That's the easy path. I don't have to change anything. I can just kind of coast through life. 
but I wasn't really living. I was losing myself. I was losing who I was at my core. Um, I lost most of my friends, or at least fell out of communication with most of them due to the fact that I was, you know, feeling guilty, uh, feeling manipulated, feeling like a bunch of different feelings that were kind of being deflected off of the narcissist and onto me. So hopefully this, this podcast, as I go through it more in my experiences can kind of be a, a help to you. Um, if there's anything that you would like me to talk about, um, going forward, I will, uh, put my email information and contact information on the podcast site once I get this all figured out. I uh, just now started to do this, and I kind of am doing this on a whim at the moment, so I'm probably doing it all backwards. But I think it's time that I talk about it, and I think it's time that I um, kind of put my story out there to support everyone else. At this point, I feel like I'm just kind of getting long-winded, so I'm going to cut this short now, and uh, next episode, I will start from the beginning with my journey and the crazy twists and turns and different shapes that it took along the way. So... Until next time, I uh, will hope to have you hear me then and maybe communicate with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening.